Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. We're back for another episode of the Wife Talk series. And I just first want to start off by thanking you guys for the feedback that you're giving me with this series. I really, really appreciate it. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to every episode. I'm waking up every day to do an episode. And now that I have the flu, I feel like I'm definitely being tested because y'all, like... It's trying to get your girl down, okay? Trying to take my voice and everything. But y'all are still here listening and giving me feedback. So I really, really appreciate it. Valentine's Day is this week. So I pray that the words that God placed in me continues to touch you guys and fill you guys and just better prepare you guys for relationships, engagements, and even marriage, okay? So before we get into the word for today, which I'm excited about, I just want to remind you guys that I am having an event on March 15th in Miami, Florida, the Private Polish Party. The event is on Eventbrite, and the tickets are up now, so go grab your tickets. The early bird tickets are sold out, but we do have the VIP tickets, which will be similar to the regular tickets, and then I have a party for two tickets, so you get two tickets for the price of one. So head over to my website, thechristianbay.com, and get your tickets, or you can just go to Eventbrite and secure your seats because this is an event that you do not want to miss. It's been being planned for some months now, and I'm really, really excited, really excited to see how God moves at this event now that that's out the way. Oh, one more thing. Since it's Love Week, tomorrow I have a surprise for you guys. So if you're not following me on Instagram, go follow me at the Christian Bay underscore and at the Christian Bay podcast because there will be a surprise tomorrow in honor for Love Week. And I pray that you guys like it. I know you're going to like it, but if you listen to this podcast, you know first that tomorrow is a little surprise, okay? So now that that is out the way, Go grab your journal. The topic for today's Wife Talk series is, what's your relationship reflection? And when God gave me that title, I was just like, well, I never even heard of a relationship reflection before. Um, I don't even know if that's a thing in the psychologist's um, psychology world. I don't, I don't know. This is just what God dropped into my spirit today. So. If you're taking notes, today's title is What's Your Relationship Reflection? And the book that we're coming out of is the book of Luke. um, And we're going to be reading verses one through six. I'm going to summarize it for you guys. So in this verse, it talks about how it was the Sabbath. And Sabbath is usually the day that you do not do any work. And it says Jesus went went to eat in the house and he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisee, Pharisees and the experts in the law. So these were the people that were watching him. He asked them, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? And then verse first, verse four says, but they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, if one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath, will you not immediately pull it out? And then verse six ends and says, and they had nothing to say. So when God gave me this verse, 
it was what he dropped into my spirit was that Jesus was choosing love over law, relationship over religion. So, yes, I understand that this is y'all law to rest on this day and not to do any miraculous wonders or not to do any sort of work. But this person, this man, he is swell, he's, his body is swelling and he's suffering. And you want me to just stand here and do nothing about it. I cannot do that because I choose love over law. So this is the first piece of the revelation that God was dropping into my spirit during my quiet time was that Jesus consistently chose love over law. There was nothing that could stop him from loving on another person, not even the law, not even the Pharisees watching him, not even them potentially judging him or trying to punish him for breaking the law. That's what he was doing, breaking the law, because he continuously chose love. Now, don't think that I'm telling you to go break the law because I'm not. What I'm telling you is, and if you're taking notes, the first point is to continuously choose love, choose love over law, choose relationship over religion, choose love first. Now, this is often hard because society has given us so many rules to follow, especially when it comes to relationship. You have to treat me this certain type of way. You have to um, show up at this time. If you hurt me one time, you don't get another chance. There are so many different rules and laws that we've become accustomed to because of religion. And in this verse, God is showing us that I don't care about the laws and the rules that other people are watching you and expecting you to follow. I want you to always choose love. Above all, choose love. That's literally the scripture. Love covers a multitude of sins. We just talked about that in last week's episode. Above all, choose love. And when God showed me or dropped into my spirit that we rarely choose love because we're so focused on the rules that we create or that social media and relationship goals create, when he showed me that, he said, we submit prayers in Jesus' name, but we often choose actions that line up with Jesus's way. So you go around praying and asking God to bless your desires. I give you the desires of your heart and you say in Jesus name, but you're not out here acting like Jesus. Why do we even pray and end the prayer with in Jesus name? Jesus was crucified on the cross for our sins, right? So because he took our sins, when we present ourselves to God, we pre- we're presenting ourselves in Jesus' reflection, in Jesus' image in front of God as perfect because he died for our sins. So all of the stripes that are on him, those are the bad things that I did. He took the punishment for that. So because he took the punishment for that, I'm going to take his perfection and I'm going to go in the presence of God and submit my prayers to him. So if I go in the presence of God as perfection in Jesus' name, as Jesus, I'm showing up as Jesus, my actions need to also align with how Jesus moved. So when God showed me this as the first part of the revelation, I was like, okay, this is cool. So how are we going to, you know, tie this into wife talk? Like I understand the relationship with God. We got to bring this full circle. So then he told me to go to the book of John and we're going to be in John chapter 14 verses nine through 10. And Jesus was talking to Thomas and Philip, some of the disciples, and he said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. 
how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Don't you know me? Even after I have been among you such a long time, which is verse nine, was the verse that really stood out to me while reading these verses in John 14. And the question that God dropped into my spirit while I was studying this was, what do people know about me when they're in your presence? What reflection of me do you give off in your relationships or in your friendships? What is your reflection that aligns with who I am? Because that's what Jesus was saying to them. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father because I am a walking, living, breathing reflection of him. Don't you know me? If you know me, you know him. So if that was Jesus's mindset, if if that was Jesus' characteristic, and we're called to be a reflection of Jesus, when I pray, I say in Jesus' name. So I'm expected to show up as Jesus, and I'm expected to fulfill the assignments that Jesus did, some even greater than his, what reflection do I give off in relationships? So the word that God wanted me to give you guys and to share with you guys and help you guys learn was how to know your relationship reflection. What part of Christ do you reflect to others or are you called to reflect to others? Because we know the kingdom of God is a whole body and we all have different parts. Some of us are the thumb. Some of us are the head. Some of us are an arm. Some of us are a kneecap. We all have different parts that we're called to carry out to form the kingdom as a whole. So what's your relationship reflection? What are you called to reflect in this earth to God's people, to God's children, whether it's friends or whether it's a significant other or whether it's your parents? What are you called to reflect? So I have three ways to know your relationship reflection. And the first way is to study the word of God. Study Jesus's actions and characteristics. And that's exactly what we did by reading John 14 verses 9 through 10. We studied what Jesus said. And then even in Luke verses one, Luke 14 verses 1 through 6, we saw that on the Sabbath, Jesus did not allow the law to stop him from loving someone. So that was him a reflection of being a love that covers all sin. That was him a ref- being a reflection of choosing love above all. That was him being a reflection of God's word in the flesh. So that was him making a blueprint for us. You take God's word, you study God's word, and then you align it with your actions and your characteristics. Your word says that love covers a multitude of sin. Your your word says above all choose love. Law is a part of that all. So I'm going to be a walking reflection of your word. That's what Jesus was showing us in Luke 14, one through six. So if you want to know your, your relationship reflection, You have to first study the word of God and understand what God is saying. And then you study your actions and characteristics. Okay, God's word says this. How am I going to move? How am I going to act? And God will place you in situations that reveals to you your reflection of him, who you are in Christ. The second part or the second way to know your relationship reflection is to compare your actions with his. God will activate a part of you, a love in you that no law can stop. Now, a perfect example of what I mean by this second step is 
when God revealed to me my relationship reflection. So for Jesus, it was, I know the law said rest on the Sabbath, but I'm healing this man today out of love, not law. For me, my relationship reflection was, I know religion says that I should dress this way, but I'm showing up to God and I'm showing up to church in spite of the opinion of the religious people or in spite of the opinion of the saints. I'm showing up anyways, even if the rules say I shouldn't. I want a relationship with God so bad that I don't care about what y'all say I should wear. I am a reflection of boldness. I am a reflection of standing in in God's presence regardless of how I look. I am a reflection of coming as you are, which is what God's word says. You have to identify your thing, or sometimes it's more than one thing. You have to identify your things, plural, that you're willing to go against the status quo for. I don't care what society says, I'm doing this. And the thing about it is God will allow you to identify what reflection you're called to be because it will be something in your spirit that just has a certain level of boldness. I don't care if they're going to look at me when I walk into church with this on. This is what I have to wear. Jesus said, I don't care if y'all see me heal him on a Sabbath. I have a certain feeling, a certain boldness when it comes to healing this man, when it comes to healing people as a whole. It's so strong that not even the law or your opinion of me can stop it. What in you is so strong that nothing or no one can stop it? Make sure it's something that aligns with the word of God, but make sure you're able to identify that thing and know what that thing is, because that is your reflection. That is your relationship reflection on this earth. The relationship is the relationship that you and God has. And the reflection is the relationship that you and people on this earth has. It's a direct connection. You're a bridge to people, from God to people. So what is that gap that you feel? What do you reflect on the earth? That thing will be a pulling. That thing will be so bold that it cannot be consumed. You cannot box me in when it comes to this. I'm passionate about it. I'm standing on this. I'm going to war for this. What is your relationship reflection? And the third point is that God will attract people to you who needs that anointing. You must stand boldly in it at all times. Once you identify that thing, do not allow anybody to make you fold or draw back from it. Once God shows you what it is, always stand on that because you have to understand that there will be people that the enemy try to send that makes you stop standing on where you're anointed. In that specific area makes you stop being a reflection of Christ, tests you in that area and tries to make you fold so that you're not operating in the gift that God has given you. Stand, Know your reflection and stand on your reflection at all times. Now, if you're anything like me, you're probably wondering, okay, that was a nice word, Christian, but how does this apply to wife talk? How does this apply to relationships? Like, how can I and put this into my love life. And that's the same thing that I asked God when he put this word into my spirit. And he gave me the perfect example. So when I, the first year of my marriage, um, I, when I moved to Virginia, me and my husband, we found a church to go to. 
And I vividly remember it was one Sunday and I was getting dressed to go to church and he wasn't excited about going to the church because it was, you know, it was, it was a new church that I had found. So he wasn't really crazy about going. So for some Sundays I had went by myself because I really wanted to know more about the church. So in that season, I was a reflection of steadfastness. I was a reflection of getting up. I was a reflection of consistency, getting up every Sunday, going to church, seeing what it's about, getting curious about the kingdom and what their mission is. So in that time period, that's the reflection that I was going in spite of not knowing, going in spite of it not being my home church. I'm still going out of my place of love for God. So at that point, that was the reflection that I was. So then one Sunday came and he was coming with me. And I vividly remember I was in a living room and he came to me. He had two shirts and he was like, which one should I wear? Like, what should I wear? And I told him which one to wear. Then I was explaining to him, like, you know, if you wanted to wear just a T-shirt, like you could wear a T-shirt. Like nobody's about to say anything to you because my husband's father was a pastor So he has the traditional mindset at times Well, he had the traditional mindset that there's a such thing as church clothes. And if you know anything about the Christian made ministry, you know that I do not believe there are church clothes. I believe that you come as you are. Of course, as you grow in your relationship with Christ, your style and clothes and the way you carry yourself does change. But I do not believe that there's a certain thing that you cannot wear to church. God wants you to come because he cares more about your heart than your appearance. So that's my belief. That's what I stand on. That's what my ministry reflects, the Christian Bay. So, but this was before the Christian Bay was even thought about in my mind, but God knew all along. This was 2015. And in that moment, I said that to him and I told him which shirt to wear, you know, okay, you could just wear that shirt, but it really doesn't matter what you have on. Because even in that season, when I didn't know what my ministry was, what I was called to, God still had me being a reflection of my job in the kingdom, what I was called and created to do, which was reflect relationship over religion or relationship over rules. So the thing about identifying your reflection is that it it works in relationships, but it also works in friendships and marriage. All of it plays a part. So when you're able to better identify that, you know, you're able to see your promises come to pass and you're also able to see the growth that you're helping others get to. So because of this relationship over religion, now my husband has a better understanding of what it means to go to church and how what you wear is literally the least of God's worries. The last thing that God wanted me to share with you guys about relationship reflection is that there will be times where in order to figure out what your relationship reflection is, it will require you to be vulnerable. And this is where it plays in into the wife talk and relationship and it being love week. It will require vulnerability for you to tap into that part of you. When Jesus was healing the man on the Sabbath, he didn't know, well, he knew, but if he was a human like me, I wouldn't know how those people were going to respond. I just had to operate out of my love, out of the nudging of the Holy Spirit. So it will require you being vulnerable and you not knowing what's going to come out of it. But that pulling, that anointing, that gifting, that favor that God has favored you in, in that area of your life, it will be stronger than your desire to want to know what will come next. 
So an example of that was when another time where I had first moved to Virginia, I was doing my quiet time by myself. And this is when I was first building my relationship with God. And my husband was actually out to sea on an underway because he's in the um, military. So he was out to sea for like four weeks and I was going to war in the house. Like I was praying, I was putting scriptures all over the house, like really interceding and just anointing the atmosphere. And while I was doing that, I just kept writing down all of my prayers and putting sticky notes all over the house. I had a piece of paper taped to the front door, to the back of the front door where I could see it in the living room every day. And I had my prayer request on there and I had my oil with my crosses all over the living room. Like I was just going in and praying over our apartment. And my husband came back from underwear, underway a week early. So I was at school. I was in college at this time. I was at school and he texted me. He was like, I'm home. And I was like, you're home where? Like, what home are you at? Like, <laughs> And he was like, I'm at the house. Like, what do you mean? And I drove home so quickly because I knew that it had um, sticky notes all over the apartments. And I had that big, long list of prayer requests on the front door. And remember, we're just married. We're just living together. So this was like my prayer. So it was vulnerable. Like I didn't want that to be something that he walk in and see it all over the house. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I have to get there and take it down, even though he had already told me he was there. So when I walked in, of course, he was sitting in the living room and the prayers were on the back of the front door. So sitting on the couch, you could see them. I had like them highlighted in different colors. Like it's just everywhere, y'all. So at this point, it's just like, girl, you can't even take it down because he already saw them. He probably already read them. Some of the prayers was about him. So I'm just like in the room and I'm just like, oh my gosh, God, like, oh, like he done saw everything. Like this supposed to be intimate between me and you. And now it's all out in the public. Like I was just, I don't, I don't know if I was embarrassed or I just felt exposed. But then I, of course I got over it because I had no choice but to, I mean, at this point he's here, he already saw them. Like, what's the point of freaking out? So eventually he left to go get us some food. And when he left, I went through the house like Medea, y'all. Like I ripped everything down. Like all of the sticky notes, I ripped them down. I had like yellow sticky note, red sticky note. I mean, yellow sticky note, pink sticky note, blue sticky note. And I had them like color coordinated. So red, yellow, pink, blue, yellow, pink, blue. I ripped them all down. I ripped down all of the um, prayer requests that was on the door. I ripped those down. Like I just put everything in my journal, close it up and put my journal away somewhere because I just felt exposed. So that, that was me having to be vulnerable for what God wanted to do in my marriage, the reflection that God wanted me to be because a few days later, and I mean, literally a few days later, I think it was like two or three days later, I came back from, I think I went to the grocery store. This was 2015. I don't remember exactly where I went, but I know that when I came back, I walked into the house and my husband had, he had a index card in the bathroom next to the mirror and it had a list of prayers on it. And then in the kitchen, he had three um, pieces of paper and they all had different prayers on it. And I mean like full page prayers in the kitchen taped to the cabinets. 
and he's just like in the living room, just like playing a game, chilling. And I'm like walking through the house, seeing that like your well, first of all, your prayers are way longer than mine. Like, who taught you this? So, <laughs> like, those are big prayers, y'all. But I'm seeing like they're taped in the kitchen, and they're taped in the bathroom. And in that moment, what God was revealing to me was both of our relationship reflection. My relationship reflection was to show how you're supposed to write down your prayers, write it down and make it plain. That's what the word tells us. So it's important to write it down so that you can constantly remember the things that you're praying for and constantly ask God for those things so that when they come to pass, you're able to see right in your face like, wow, I prayed for this and this is happening. That's the benefit of writing it down and putting it up. It's a constant reminder of how God is moving or will move in your life. So it's important to have sticky notes and to have papers that you pray over. And his relationship reflection was showing me that when you're in a marriage, it's about vulnerability. I have no problem with you knowing what I'm praying for and the desires of my heart and the things that I want to come to pass because as my wife, we are one. So when it came to my prayers and the things that I wanted God to do and that I wrote down, I had them like on the back of the door and then I had like some sticky notes in the room. But his, he put it in the kitchen and in the bathroom. Those were two areas where he knew I would be. And I'm not saying he did that just so that I can see. I'm just saying that you can tell the difference in my placement and his placement. My placement was more so the front door and the bedroom. So that even if you're in the living room, you won't really see him or I still have a chance to take him down. Like I was very intentional with where I put him because I didn't want to be too exposed when it came to my spiritual walk. Whereas he was a reflection of showing that we are one now. So I'm completely comfortable with you seeing these things. That's why I put them in the kitchen. You're going to go in the kitchen and get some food. I put it in the bathroom. You're going to go in the bathroom. We only had one bathroom at the time. You're going to go in the bathroom. And and he was okay with that. He was sitting on the couch playing the game as if nothing had happened. And I'm just in the bathroom like, God, he's letting me see what he's praying to you about. Like, I can read it myself. Like, I took pictures of it. I sent it to his mom. I sent it to my friends. Like, I just didn't understand that in marriage, that vulnerability is a part of it. So those were the two examples that God gave me for relationship reflection and how it's important to figure those things out and identify those things because it allows you to show, it allows you to see the areas that God is like growing you in and what he's trying to show you in the midst of either your friendships, your relationships, or even your marriage, because that was a very important lesson for us to learn early on, and it also created a new level of intimacy between a spiritual intimacy, which is the deepest form of intimacy. So identify your relationship reflection, y'all, and make sure it's something that aligns with God's word. And you can always use Jesus's actions and characteristics as a blueprint. I pray that that made sense, y'all, because I feel like it was a lot. I pray that it really helped and touched you guys. And yeah, let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you for blessing us with another day. We want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence, Father God, and to dive into your word and fully dissect it, Father God, and understand what it is that you're trying to show us in this season, Father God. I ask that you continuously teach all of us how to be a reflection of you in all of our relationships, in friendships, and in marriages, or 
any relationship that you give us, a co-worker relationship, Father God, a relationship with somebody that we see in McDonald's, Father God, teach us how to be a reflection of you at all times, whether we're being a reflection of hope, a reflection of patience, a reflection of boldness, a reflection of consistency, a reflection of relationship over religion, Father God, teach us how to be a reflection of you in all of our relationships and allow us to identify what reflection we're being in certain relationships. Allow us to know so that we're able to operate better in those reflections, Father God, and understand that God usually uses me uses me in this way. So I need to make sure I'm very intentional with what I'm doing in my relationships because usually he uses me as this reflection or give us the knowledge and the understanding and the clarity to identify when you're calling us to be a new reflection, Father God. I ask that we continuously submit ourselves to you, Father God, submit our minds, submit our mouths to you, Father God, so that you can speak through us, Father God. I submit to you that we are your willing vessels, Father God, and I ask that you constantly decrease us and increase you, Father God, in every way so that we may better serve the kingdom, Father God. And above all, teach us how to be a reflection of your righteousness. Teach us how to be a reflection of your love, because your word says love covers a multitude of sins. We thank you for this word, and we thank you for this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, God. Thank God. All right, God. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I pray that this word really touched you guys and really put some things into perspective for you. Um, If you have any feedback or any questions or any other topics that you guys would like me to go over for the Wife Talk series, don't be afraid to write me on Instagram or email me, thechristianbay at gmail.com. Also, my YouTube is back up, guys, and I will be dropping a video today. I dropped one yesterday, and I'm dropping one today, and it is going to be centered around relationship and wife talk. So follow me or subscribe to my YouTube, The Christian Bay, and there will be some videos on there, and I can't wait to talk to you guys. Have a good day. Bye.